Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sports betting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets at our self-service kiosk or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Lots to cover today. Um, so I'm going to start this conversation quickly with a tweet that I just sent out that I guess John Ledger sent out the same tweet a couple days ago. I thought I came up with it on my own, but I didn't apparently, or maybe I overheard him say it somewhere or someone repeated it, whatever. Nonetheless, I have harped on voluminous running this year. Is running it becoming more and more important? And this doesn't mean it isn't, but it just shows the passing games on offense still rule the world. And it brings me back to Steeler explosives and things I'm going to harp on for the next six months. But here's the tweet. So we all know 14 offenses or 14 teams are in the playoffs, right? Well, of the 15 offenses in EPA per dropback, how good are you passing the football? How efficiently do you throw the football? The top 15 in the league, 13 of those are playoff teams. The only one outside the top 15 as you might have guessed, is the Ravens, who haven't thrown the ball well for well over a month, lost their starting quarterback, and play football differently than everybody else. But the Ravens were only like 20th. They weren't awful. You know, So 13 of the 15 best passing offenses per EPA are in the playoffs. The two that missed are the Lions and Raiders. The Lions were very high. They're third, and they're probably the best team, maybe the Steelers, that didn't make the playoffs. So they were one off. And the Raiders, you can see where they'd be pretty high too throughout the year, but they dwindled greatly as the season went on. So what's this telling us? I mean, the best passing teams in the league go to the playoffs. And this is massive way of backing that up. I mean, I, I can't stress that enough, but it doesn't mean running games don't matter, but throwing the ball in this league is what is most important. So here's what I did for this this podcast, and I'm going to go quickly through them, is since I've been in the, the media well over 20 years now, I've done this leading into the first playoff game, is I built a spreadsheet and I ranked all the teams from 1 to 14, or back then 1 to 12, of coach, quarterback, O-line, special teams. And I used to do it for every position group. And then I realized this year, I'm like, do you guys really care the difference between the eighth and ninth best tight end in the league, in the playoffs? It doesn't really matter. So I made some categories broader. I went with coaching, which includes coordinators. And I also stressed, you know, being in the show, you know, I mean, the, some experience matters there. Quarterback, run game as a whole, that includes your running quarterback, how well you open holes, all those things. Receiving weapons, like I'm counting Christian McCaffrey as a receiving weapon, Kittle, Kelsey, you know, not just pass, not just wide outs. O-line as a whole, pass defense as a whole, run defense as a whole, special teams as a whole. And then I added them all up. Not that that's even, you know, I'd much rather be better on quarterback than special teams. But I, when I ranked them all, we, I, you know, it kind of gave a final grade, a final number. But what I did that's different is we just went over all this. I actually recorded it two minutes ago on Peacock and Williamson, which is my other podcast I do every day. Please check that out. And we just we just went through the 14 playoff teams. 
But what I did different for you guys is I pretended the Steelers were in the playoffs. So I made a 15th row and I ranked the Steelers in all these categories against the playoff teams. Like, for example, let's just dig into coaching. I went with Kansas City 1, the Niners 2, the Eagles 3, Buffalo 4, and I would have the Steelers next. And to be honest with you, if they had a better offense coordinator, they might be two or three on this list. You know, so the Tomlin factor, the defense, I have them fifth on this list, right ahead of Cincinnati, who has come a long way for me. Baltimore, they have a been there, done it factor, but I can't give their offensive staff a whole lot of credit at the moment. Pete Carroll at seven. I mean, again, been there, done it. So the bottom of the list is the Chargers, the Vikings, Miami, Tampa, all like the first year coaches, except for Dayball. I put Dayball at nine because I thought he just did a tremendous job this year, you know, and Peterson's not a first time coach. He's at eight, but he's with the first year, first year with the team. So let's buzz through these. I'm going to go through uh, quarterback now. This one's not going to be as favorable for the Steelers. Quarterback, I went Mahomes one, Burrow two, Allen three. And I'm not going to go into this much detail on all these, but I'm sure quarterbacks interest you more than that. Herbert at four, Hertz at five, Prescott at six. Brady at seven was tough for me because I followed him with Lawrence and Cousins both of whom I think are playing better, but I think Tom deserves some respect in the playoffs. Um, then I went to Geno, then I went to Daniel Jones, and then I slid Pickett in right there, right ahead of Brock Purdy. And I guess some people could fight me. Purdy's had a better year than Pickett. They're both rookies. I've both never seen either one in the playoffs, of course. So you can't give the Steelers a high quarterback grade, certainly not nowhere near, you know, Cousins or, you know, Lawrence at this point for me. And then the bottom two, I'm assuming Lamar doesn't play. So I put them at 13. I would bump them up to five if Lamar were to play. And Miami has to be 14 because you know, it's a disaster right now. Tua would probably be in the middle of the pack here somewhere. Um, we'll buzz through the tops and bottoms of these categories. You know, we won't harp on the middle so much. Um, and where the Steelers end up in all these as well. So run game. How well do you run the football? I have the Eagles one, the Niners two, the Giants three, one of their categories, really the by far their best category. And one of the only categories the Giants aren't at the bottom here. Ravens at four. Steelers right behind them. I mean, the way the Steelers are running the football right now, I think is better than Dallas, Cincinnati, Kansas City. Um, but the bottom is Tampa, who's horrendous. Minnesota has not moved, run the ball well at, at all lately, and, and Dalvin Cook's starting to fall off to me. They were at the bottom, too, but Tampa is a distant last. Receiving weapons. The Niners are one. Again, that's McCaffrey. I mean, that's Kittle. It's not just the, the wide outs. Since he's two, but that's basically just the wide outs for them. Miami at three, two stud receivers. Uh, the Vikings, I think they have the best receiver in the league as well as Hawkinson. I have the Chargers at six. Good overall group, Allen, Williams. Steelers are coming right after those guys. I have the Steelers ahead of Buffalo, which might be like, are you crazy? Diggs by far is the best receiver on either one of those teams, Pittsburgh or the Bills. The other receivers for the Bills to me just are not that impressive. And then I have Dallas, Tampa, and at the bottom of the league, by far, are the Ravens and Giants. I mean, 
I put the Ravens over the, the Giants just because of Andrews. But, I mean, those are two of the worst pass grouping, pass catching cores in the entire league, let alone, you know, a, a field of playoff teams. So, Giants and Ravens at the very, very bottom. O-line as a whole. Philly and KC, to me, are the two best O-lines in the league. I think the Eagles is clearly one. But those two sort of stood alone. Uh, then the good ones to me, Dallas next, Baltimore, San Fran. The Bucks are starting to get healthy up there. The Jags. Then I have the Steelers that next. So they would be middle of the road to me, playoff team O-lines. This might shock people because of all the resources they put into it. But I have the Bengals last. Their line has not been good in the run game. It still isn't protecting Burrow enough. Kappa, probably their maybe their best line in the guard is out, and I took that into account as well. So if, if something derails the Bengals this year, don't be surprised if it's their O-line. Um, I will be back in a moment for pass defense, run defense, special teams, and then the accumulation of all the scores. So these next three categories, I wouldn't say I cheated. Well, I flat out cheated on special teams. But I, I went and I looked at EPA, yards per play, DVOA, and saw what trends are really going here for pass defense as a whole, run defense as a whole. And then I kind of looked at it and said, nah, that doesn't pass a sniff test. I'm going to move that one up. I'm going to move that one down. So... You know, pass defense, I'm going to look at pass rush, coverage, you know, all those things. Stats against them, of course. The Eagles are number one. The Niners are number two. Shouldn't surprise you. I mean, those two are elite pass defenses. Dallas, based off their pass rush, is three. The Ravens are four. Very good pass defense. Cincy at five. Bills at six. Chargers, seven. Bucks, eight. Then the Steelers would come in, right ahead of the Chiefs and Seattle. Not the, not the Steelers' strongest suit, but they also played a lot of run-heavy teams to end the season. And then the end of the list is Vikings at 13, Jags at 14. So I mentioned to start the show the importance of pass offense. Maybe I should just look at EPA for pass defenses and see which ones of those are in the in the dance and are not. But I do think pass offense is as important as anything in football right now. So... If we do run defense, which sorting here for a second, all right. Niners are one there. The Bills are two. Steelers are three. Right ahead of Baltimore. I was torn between the Steelers and Ravens because we, you know, we, we previewed the Ravens twice now in the last month or whatever. And teams just stop running against the Ravens because their run defense is so good. Well, Steelers have been better than them to finish the season. I got Miami at, at four. And and then the bottom ones, again, Giants are horrendous. Chargers are really, really bad. Those two are the distant last run defenses in the playoffs. Right above them is Seattle, Philly. One of the only bad categories for the Eagles. It's the only, it's actually by far their worst category is their run defense. Um, could that derail them? 
maybe if they run into their own team, you run into the Niners or somebody that runs all over them, that's possible. Um, if we sort by special teams, and I did mention, I just flat out stole these. I just went to Football Outsiders, DVOA, search for special teams, cut, paste, and Bills are at the top. As always, the Ravens are at the top too. They're second. Seattle, Chargers, Dallas. Steelers come in all the way only better than Tampa, who's horrendous on teams. Minnesota, who this exercise was not kind to at all. Um, but the Steelers are only ahead of them. So of these 15 teams, the Steelers would have been 13. Not a great special teams year. I mean, too many mixed kicks, too many big returns. Um, not enough big plays created. So it was not a great special teams year. But as you can see, as we go through all these categories, the Steelers can pretty much hang with playoff teams. You know, I mean, this is the goal next year. It is to get there and beat these teams. So this is not a perfect column, but I just added up all the results. And again, you'd much rather be number one in quarterback than number one on special teams. You know, I mean, so these aren't weighted properly, but I also think it's pretty good indicator of what these teams do well, who's at the best, who's at the bottom. So you want the fewest points. Well, the Eagles and Niners both came in with 33, which was clearly better than everybody else. Buffalo was at 41, Dallas at 45, Kansas City at 48, the Ravens at 49. I was a little shocked they were that high, but they were very high in run game, very high on O-line, defense across the board, special teams. Their weaknesses are obvious, though. Um, and they'd be higher if I were to give them credit for Lamar as a quarterback. So give the Ravens a little credit. Bengals are at 40 or 52. And then there's a little gap to the Steelers at 58. So they would be eighth on this list when you accumulate things. And then there's a huge gap to the Chargers at 71, Seattle and Jacksonville at 72, Tampa at 76, the Dolphins at 79, and then at the bottom, Minnesota at 84 and the Giants at 85. This exercise was not nice to the uh, Vikes at all. I mean, they were in double digits in five categories. Giants were in double digits in six. Uh, Miami was in the double digits in five as well. No, there are six as well. So, again, these, this total score is my least favorite column because, again, I'd much rather be strong at coach and quarterback than anywhere else. But Steelers are at 58, you know, right behind Cincy, right ahead of the Chargers. And I think the group ahead of the Steelers, Baltimore aside, Philly, San Fran, Buffalo, Dallas, KC, and Cincy, are really the contenders. I mean, they're, those are the teams that are the favorites and absolutely should be. And I'd be shocked if one of those doesn't raise the trophy when it's all said and done. But I thought this was a fun exercise, something I always do. But I threw the Steelers spin on it, and I think it looked look good for them, to be honest with you. 